There is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. everyone, welcome back to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast. In this episode, we're continuing with our Lancer arc. I'm Dorka, my pronouns are she, her. My character is Zen, who is a lizard and not a hologram. I'm taking on the role of anchor in this game, though, so while you'll see a lot of the others, Zen is kicking back at the library, offering limited insight from above. Instead of playing, I'm going to be antagonizing my co-hosts with the power of narration. But uh, first, let's kick this off with a question. In our last episode, we talked about our favorite giant robots, but this time we're going to broaden the scope a bit. So everyone, what is your favorite science fiction franchise? Uh, Hi, my name is Ziva. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Linda, the adorable human office lady from just normal, regular, non-science fiction Earth. Just regular science Earth, uh, no fiction. This arc, Linda is going by the call sign Snow Leopard in her totally sick mech, Arctic Fox. My favorite sci-fi franchise would be Fallout, I think. I don't really like science fiction like movies and TV shows a ton, except for one that we'll get to later, I think, hopefully. But um, I love science fiction games, and uh, Fallout would definitely be my answer to that question. Ooh, yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good pick. Thank you. My name is Bappy. My pronouns are they, them. I play real Deidre Kell, who is a human? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, They're very upset about that, honestly. My favorite science fiction franchise, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Eva. I don't, I'm not super into many science fiction type series. Um, What's wrong with you people? uh, (laughs) Sorry. Apparently. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I'll say Gundam, even though I'm not, like, huge on Gundam. Like, I don't keep up with every single series. I But it is very, like, kind of near and dear to me, just, like, having grown up with it and uh, watching the original Gundam series when it was airing on Toonami and also, like, the late-night, more mature Gundam series, uh, 08th MS Team on Adult Swim, uh, being a, a bad kid. Honestly, I don't know why that show was on adult swim or like late night tsunami because it was just like war stuff which i guess is mature but i mean have you seen iron-blooded orphans i've seen some of it i've seen like the first few episodes but i never like i think something held me back from getting finished and then i just never caught up i mean yeah that one's kind of intense but yeah that one's like way darker than eighth ms I'm a basic bitch and I liked Gundam Seed a lot. (laughs) Please don't at me or do at me and uh, tell me what to watch. Wow, I didn't understand any of that. (laughs) My name's Genevieve. My pronouns are she, her. And my archivist is Desdemona or Desi to her friends or Dizzy to people who are a little less nice. In the world of Lancer, her call sign is Disaster and her mech is Tourniquet. She's from a normal Earth and she's 
got a reputation of kind of messing up missions and she might be overcorrecting or might be messing up to be determined. My favorite sci-fi franchise, I'm just going to say Gundam 2. <laughs> nice. I, I don't have a good answer. I realized like our last one was favorite big robots and I'd normally just say Transformers, but I said that last time. I, mean, I said Gundam last time, so. Okay, then I guess Transformers. <laughs> I guess it's like, I feel like Transformers is less of a franchise because like it reboots so often, but I guess Gundam does that too. I feel like if there's more than one piece of media and you can buy a t-shirt of it, it's a franchise. There you That's go. That's a good definition. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Then I'll probably just go with Transformers. Okay. Yeah. My favorite sci-fi franchise, y'all thought I was going to say Transformers probably, but it's not actually Transformers. My favorite sci-fi franchise is Farscape, which is like an Australian sci-fi show from, I don't actually know when it's from, but it was on the sci-fi channel and the first season is like really wacky, but then it gets like really good. Uh, half the cast are Muppets. It means the effects didn't really age too poorly. They're still Muppets. They still look real cool. Uh, and it also has one of the best villains I've ever seen in any show or book or movie or media ever. So I greatly recommend Farscape. It's basically Guardians of the Galaxy, but with more kick-ass women and found family. And it's really great. So we're going to roleplay some space now. In our last episode, we discussed some of the rules and game mechanics, and now you're going to get to see them in action. Desi, Linda, and Rill have transported to the far future world of Lancer, where all they really know is that they're meant to respond to a distress call on a planet called Mestos. To guide them along and get the plot moving, their ship's NHP, that's a non-human person, has appeared to summon them to the hangar bay. So let's go ahead and pick up right where we left off. Hello, Lancers. You are needed in uh, the hangar bay. That That's I, not... You don't sound like Zen. Zen, what's going Zen, on? Zen, are you the computer? Zen, back at the library, is flipping through her own journal and says, Alright, that's not me, but it sure does look like me. That is uncanny. Um, journal says that is your NHP assistant. I don't know what those letters mean. Like, in the context, I know, like, I know the letters. I just, what's an NHP? <laughs> so in the Lancer world, an NHP is a non-human person. It's what they call AIs. They very emphatically do not call AIs AIs. Okay, why couldn't I have been a non-human person? What the fuck <laughs> is this shit? <laughs> but then Zen, the Zen at the library, says, By the way, is is Desi down there with you? Uh, yeah. Yes? Des? Yes? I can't hear her. Um, can, okay, Desi, have you tried- you... Wait, who are you two talking to? We're talking to the Zen, not like this Zen, uh, who is a non-human person, which like seems redundant, because like obviously she's not a human, but she is a person. Anyway, but uh, yeah, you know, like Zen's in her- Can you not hear Zen either? Desi pinches the bridge of her nose because she is like very whelmed right now. And it's like, okay, so- Another Zen who's not that Zen, you're able to hear, but I can't hear. Uh, That's I mean, correct. And there are two Zen. How many Zens are there? There should. There's just one. Zen, have you tried turning it off and on again? I can't hear anyone. Um. So you will notice that Desi no longer has a journal. Uh, what the fuck? 
when you said leave your binders and stuff behind, we didn't mean your like your journal too. Like Zen, can you like toss down Dez's journal, please? I, I don't think it works that way. What? Why not? Oh well, it's been a while since I've done this. I I must have left it by mistake. Uh, Zen, can you see if she accidentally left it? So Zen will take a moment, look through those notebooks and in the bag. Zen says, I'm not finding anything. Okay. Maybe it got lost on the way down? Does that happen? I don't know. I think whatever void ate your book also ate my tail and my horns. <laughs> that must be it. Well, maybe um, maybe that's why she can't hear me. Maybe that's why I can't hear her. Maybe my book became this, not Zen. Uh, maybe. Uh, I... It sounds about right. The not Zen has just been standing there. It is a hologram, silently, not moving, very still. Ro would hold out their book so that uh, Desi can also like touch it and be like, "Does this work? Like, like sharing earbuds? Can you hear Zen now if you're like touching my book?" Can I? No. Okay. Hmm. All right. It's not like sharing earbuds then. Uh, I guess the Bluetooth must be bad. I'll just crib off of you. Like we don't all need journals. Okay. It all has yeah, the same no, information, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah, we should. Zen says, as long as you don't, you know, separate, then it should be all right. Okay, buddy system. It's gonna be me and Dez and Linda, which I guess is just our team. So never mind. Uh, In Girl Scout <laughs> camp, we called that a treddy. My God. <laughs> Rail doesn't know, has never been to Girl Scout camp. Or Boy Scout camp, so they don't know about that, because if their parents ever tried to make them go to camp, they would have uh, thrown a fit like you guys saw about five minutes ago, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, Hologram Zen does speak up again, because it's been a couple minutes and you haven't acknowledged her. And she speaks up in her robotic voice and says, Lancers, you are needed in the hangar bay. We are approaching the planet Mestos. Oh, okay, right. Hello, Zen 2. Where is the hangar? Do, do, do I know? Do we know where the hangar is just off the top of our heads? Because we're like... Yeah, you will know. Uh, okay, right. Uh, hangar. Yes. Uh, I think I still need one of you to lead the way. So, <laughs> okay, let's go. No time to waste. Let's get on mission to the hangar. All three of us yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Desi's, Desi's on point, and then Rill would hold onto, like, the back of her uh, shirt. I think they I think they would try to hold her hand, but then be like, oh, no, I guess that's weird. <laughs> Desi's <laughs> clearly not into hand-holding right now. <laughs> and then look back at Linda and be like, uh, Linda, you can hold onto my- oh. <laughs> Linda would hold your hand. Okay, well, they want a they tail, but, you know, look, it's, there's, it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're, you're heading to the hangar bag? We are heading to the yes. hangar bag. Yes. The Octavia isn't a large ship, and the hangar bay takes up a good portion of it. Pretty much any way you go, you're going to find your way there. When you arrive, a shuttle hangs from the high ceiling, and as you enter, you can just see the last of your mechs being loaded onto it. And you do know that those are your mechs. Each of you feels a connection to one of them. And somehow, instinctively, you know that you'll know how to pilot it when the time comes. When they're all secured in the hold, the shuttle is lowered to the floor. The door opens that you can enter. A short man in a flight suit meets you there. You recognize him from your journal. It's Rocky Hansen, the pilot. But the image on paper couldn't prepare you for his eyes, which are so brightly green that they're almost glowing. Almost certainly augmented somehow. 
His brow furrows slightly as he looks over you, but it passes quickly. He seems to know you. In the same way the library has adjusted your instincts so you understand the basic rules of this place, it seems to have influenced the others the same way. He says, your mechs are loaded, are you ready to go? Is he like uh, a ranking officer over us? So the way this works is he's just the pilot, he pilots the ship, he pilots the shuttle. Lancers, which are you you people, are much more specialized. It's not really any sort of ranking. You're not... Okay. Yeah, there's no chain of command here. Okay, so I, okay. we don't have to, like, salute him or anything right. like that. Okay, okay. Uh, then the real would just wave at him and be like, uh, hello, sir. Thank you for doing that. He waves back and he smiles at you. And he says, do you have any questions before we get going? Uh, <laughs> real kind of thinks about it like, mm. Uh, I mean, well, okay, uh, what, what specifically? I know there's a distress signal, but is there, like, is there any more information on that, that, uh, perhaps? He smiles at you, and it's a very warm, very friendly smile. Like, this guy is very nice, very huggable. <laughs> and he says, yeah, well, about that, it's actually, uh, two distress calls. Is it from the same colony? Yeah, yeah. So, one month ago, uh, Wayland, that's the, the colony down there, they sent out a call for aid, and a team of lancers answered them. But contact with those lancers, and the ship that brought them here was lost. Uh, we don't normally do, like, search and rescue shit, but we're the closest ship in the area, and we don't turn down people who need our help, so here we are. Okay, so we have no idea what happened to these- to those people. They- they just, like, disappeared? We don't really know anything. There is there is debris in orbit that's consistent with the missing Lancer ship, but it's not enough to suggest that the ship was destroyed. What is it to suggest, then, if it wasn't destroyed? I don't know. Maybe it's down on the planet somewhere. Maybe it's... maybe it left? I see. Okay. So in other words, we have to go down to this colony, fix whatever their problem is, and also fix the people who are too incompetent to fix their problem in the first place. Is that about it? Rill looks at Desi and is just like, uh, are, are you okay? Like, you seem, like, really tense since we came down here. Um, we have a mission to do, and we're gonna get it done as fast and as efficiently as possible. I mean, it doesn't have to be fast. Like, we can just <laughs> do it. Like, it's fine. I mean, are, is uh, is Desi usually, like, an intense person or, like, not real? Like, is this, like, completely different from how real knows her? Desi is not okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Real would go over and try to, like, massage her shoulders. <laughs> Desi's gonna shrug you off a little bit. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I shouldn't have touched. I apologize. Zen calls down to Rill and Linda and says there's nothing here in the journal about the missing Lancers, so you can look for them if you want, but that's not the mission, that's not what appears to be wrong here. Okay, well, like, you know, we can't just not look for missing people, Zen, like... Why not? <laughs> what? That's not our mission. They're skilled pilots as well. If they're not skilled enough to take care of themselves, how is that our problem? Uh, so Rocky suggests, I mean, if you can find them, maybe they can help you pinpoint that first distress call. It'd be certainly be useful to know what they know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of the right thing to do. Like, from a morality standpoint, guys? <laughs> I know I have questionable morals, but if someone needs help, I think we should help them. Is that, oh, like, yeah, and they just, like, make noises as they walk over to their robot tube. Um, 
get into the cockpit. <laughs> well, you're not getting in your mechs yet. Your mechs oh, are okay. loaded into the shuttle. I see, I see, I see. Okay. I guess they don't know where to go. They, they just walk towards their mech, and then it's like, oh, wait, we're not going there. And then just walk around in circles, just like... Your mech is loaded into the cargo hold of the shuttle, so you can get in the shuttle. Okay, then yes, that is where Rill goes. Just, like, making angry noises at themselves. All right. And Rocky gives y'all a thumbs up, like, all right, looks like we're good to go. And he hands each of you a data pad, which has, you know, just a little bit of basic information about the the planet and the colony for you to read on your way down. Linda's going to lean over to him and just ask uh, really quick, is there a flight attendant or a drink card or something on the shuttle? Because I think our our teammate here maybe could use a little drink. Do Do you have that? (laughs) <laughs> this is Linda's solution to many things. Which teammate are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Desi, in this case, because Desi seems very hype. And he, he kind of laughs, and he's like, yeah, I think I have something in the uh, something under the dashboard. Linda gives him a little wink. What do you got? <laughs> like a shoulder wiggle, like, thanks, friend. <laughs> no, like- <laughs> so he heads into the shuttle and, like, sits down in the pilot seat and pulls a, uh, a, little, a little flask of whiskey out of the, uh, I guess, the glove compartment of this shuttle and tosses it back to the rest of you to share. He says, I probably shouldn't be drinking this while I'm flying anyway, but uh, it's not a long trip from here to there. Just a few minutes and we'll be down on the ground. Can Ryo be in the passenger seat? Sure. Okay, Ryo wants to, like look at all the cool buttons and stuff like that. Did Rill just call shotgun? Yes. I mean, Rill didn't call shotgun. Rill just took it. <laughs> Foul. Rill has disrespected the rules of shotgun. Dude, Rill doesn't give a fuck. Rill's an anarchist. <laughs> Linda might take a little sip from the flask, but she's not like a hard booze, no mixer kind of gal. So she's mostly going to take like an itty bitty little sip, pass it on to Desi and read through the data pad to try and understand what's going on here. Because this is not like a world that she's really grounded in at all besides seeing it and not freaking out because she has seen Star Trek. <laughs> Desi practically snatches it from your hand takes a no-nonsense hard swig, shows no flinching, probably downs like half of it. And it's quite clear that like this is Desi like taking it easy and then throws <laughs> the flask back to Rill. Rill can't drink uh, and Rill would probably drop it. So hopefully you screwed the top on tight. I did. We're in space. Okay, cool. Oh, I guess that's true. And then Rill would just stick it back in the glove compartment. <laughs> all right. So once you're all seated and secured in the shuttle... Rocky flips a few switches, activates the engines, and navigates out of the shuttle bay. There weren't any windows that you could see when you were in the Octavia, but the shuttle has view screens on each side, and you can see the vastness of space all around you, and the sleek form of the ship growing smaller and more distant behind you. But the journey is short, only a few minutes. Rocky expertly navigates around a couple pieces of those debris that he mentioned earlier, but then the shuttle shakes a bit as it breaks through the atmosphere. The spaceport where you land is large enough that it seems empty, despite the number of shuttles parked around it. No one else is here. At the spaceport, that is. But that's not altogether surprising. It seems like there isn't a lot of traffic to and from this planet, but considering the distress call, you would have thought that there might at least have been a party here to greet you. Rocky seems to think the same, and is chattering away on his radio to ground control. When he parks the shuttle, takes off his headset, and looks back to the rest of you, he shrugs. He says, apparently they weren't expecting us, but it's all cleared up. It's up to you folks from here. Um, I'm gonna head into town and find the local dive. You can come find me if you think you need your mechs unloaded. 
Wait, 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 I have a question. Why why weren't they expecting us? Didn't they send us a dis- distress signal? Whoever I'm talking to at ground control doesn't know anything about that. Okay, is that not kind of weird? That seems weird when there's like a team that's gone missing and now there's a distress signal that no one... What? Well, let's go get answered. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess, guess we should probably here. ask around. If we're going to load out any of our pilot gear, would now be the time? Well, you wouldn't exactly be walking around town, like, in your mechs. No, 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 not not our mech, but, like, our, like, hard suits and our, yeah, and yeah, our yeah. weapons. Oh, yeah, now would be the time for that. Okay, then, yeah, I guess Real would get dressed in that actual hard suit. Yeah, I want to suit up. Desi's already in her assault heart suit and is like strapping grenades and thermite charges and like <laughs> her assault weapon and her like some sort of side sword to her hip. Linda has uh, a mobility hard suit and then a heavy signature, which for her I was thinking is like a, like a sniper rifle and then a light AC, which is like uh, knives or daggers. So it's like a sick ass space knife. <laughs> So y'all are going to look real intense walking into this little mining town. Yeah, absolutely. Shit, I just realized this is the second mining town I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's always those mining towns. You can never, uh, never can trust those mining towns. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I have a light hard suit. I figured that would match kind of the stealthy approach, not super clunky armor, I guess. Um, and then my pilot weapon says sidearm. So I believe that's just some kind of like pistol or revolver or something like that. Just this is like a small handgun. Yeah, I think it's left intentionally vague so that you can do what you want with it. Well, from what I saw, there is like a differentiation between like archaic weapons, which would be like guns, revolvers, pistols, shotguns, and then like regular like sidearms, which are like seem to be like energy weapons. Think like phasers and disruptors. Oh, so like projectiles versus lasers. Yeah, that's sort of what I saw. Yeah, I I do remember that difference. I just don't remember. I just know this one isn't like an old school weapon because this is the one where I can pick its damage type. But when I click on it, it says light signature weapons might be oversized revolvers, braces of pistols and submachine guns. And there's a note on the bottom. When a signature weapon is acquired, choose its damage type, explosive, energy or kinetic. I guess I should actually pick that. I guess I'll just pick energy. Oh, yeah. Kinetic would be like, I think, bullets. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay. So you can have a laser revolver. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and then my medium A slash C, which I'm sure is an acronym for something that I, I don't know what that is. Air conditioner. I guess, like, yes. My medium sized <laughs> air conditioner uh, does lots of blunt force damage. Uh, okay. So it says medium A slash C weapons are typically swords, officers, sabers, and trench axes. Well, that's perfect because uh, as of 13th age, uh, Rill knows how to stick a sword in someone and just shake it around. So As long as they're a skeleton. <laughs> Yes. I mean, you know, people are just skeletons with more wet. with more meat. <laughs> yeah, humans are just wet, meaty skeletons. So it's bonus all... skeletons. <laughs> skeletons are just the pilot of a human mech. No. <laughs> God. They're just in a flesh suit. Yeah. Isn't the brain the pilot of the human mech? All right, this is getting horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Only getting. <laughs> But yeah, so real is uh, suited up to the nines. So Linda, you spent the journey reading over that like information packet, right? Yes. All right. Well, let me tell you what you know. Great. So the planet of Mestos is small and quiet. It's mostly barren, but rich in mineral wealth and cooling after a long period of tectonic and volcanic activity. There are ancient ruins scattered about the surface, most half buried and all mysterious. Very little is known about who lived here before. 
You know they were humans, and supposedly pretty advanced ones, but nothing that remains actually works. Their secrets have been lost to time and volcanoes. The mining colony of Wayland is built on the greatest of these ruins, though the settled area is packed into only a small portion of the sprawling ancient structures. The colonial settlement here is young, with its first generation of native-born colonists now of age and working to build a future home. There's no official population count, but it's probably somewhere from the high hundreds to low thousands. From where you are at the spaceport, you can see the proper colony, built around ruins that seem to be made of a dark, smooth stone, or maybe metal. You're not sure. So how far away is it? It's like a three minute walk. Oh, okay, okay. Quick question. So I have this data plating, which it's like a general term for any comlinked jewelry, subdermal netting, maxillary plates, etc. that allows subvocal communication and persistent heads up and augmented reality displays without wearing a helmet. Data plates can quickly translate nearly any language and allow users to communicate with each other all but silently. Now my question is, can I access any kind of networks with this data plating? Like, can I, is it like Google glasses? Can I pull up like Twitter or, you know, whatever the world version of Twitter is and be like, kind of get the scoop? Yeah, I think you can. Okay, do I need to do anything for that? I think, um... Well, it's basically connected to your brain, right? I think so, yeah. So I think you just have to think about it, and it'll happen. Oh, okay, then yeah, yeah, I think if Linda was reading the data pad on the drive over or whatever, uh, Rill would be kind of finagling with this data plating, which I feel like is just like, uh, I kind of like the idea of just like, like a little thing, like a piece of armor that like connects to the jaw. So it's very like minimalistic looking. And then they, they would, yeah, just think about it. Be like, is there a Twitter? <laughs> and just kind of like see if there's any like news postings or, uh, I don't know, like virtual bulletin boards or just like whatever they can to sort of get a pulse on how things are on this planet or maybe this sector or however that works in this world. Are you looking to see if the colony has a GOC? Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm looking for a Craigslist. You're looking for the Wayland next door. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's has okay. anyone seen a suspicious shuttle going around? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you do connect to the local Omninet. This is a pretty small colony. There's not a lot going on. And really, it's, it's just a sort of chatter that you would expect to see on basically nextdoor.com. People complaining about noise, people complaining about their neighbors. How, how far back are you scrolling? Rocky said a month ago, right? Yes. So I would probably look back at the most two months just to cover my bases. So as you scroll back, like there is like a week long period where there's just no activity. The fuck? <laughs> you don't know if no one was posting or if everything was scrubbed. You're just not sure. When was this blank period? It was from a month to three weeks ago. Okay, so three to four weeks ago. Yes. And is the posting frequency, is it pretty like stable? Like I imagine it's not like bam, 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 like tons of posts, but is it like, aside from that one week, is it like kind of steady? Yeah, it's consistent. Like that one okay. week definitely does stand out. Like you definitely notice the dates jumping. Okay, and that's like the only kind of weird thing happening. Yeah. Uh, so I tell this to the others. I'm like, uh, hey guys, I uh, used my brain and my eyeballs to look on the internet. And uh, it's kind of weird because there's like this neighborhood uh, like forum. And about three to four weeks ago for one week, there was no... No posts, no pictures of lost cats and angry neighbors. And aside from that, it's pretty steady. So it, it definitely sticks out as kind of weird. 
Hmm. I wonder if they left or if their internet went down or for a week. <laughs> that is the most terrifying thing anyone has ever said to Rill. This has just been a bad day for them because now they've lost their appendages and uh, the idea of not having internet for a week is just like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Clutches pearls. Well, let's find someone and find out what happened. Yeah, I mean, okay. I guess it's just something to keep in mind, I guess. It is, it's rather odd. It, it's definitely a little scary, in my opinion, because I, I, right now I don't know if this is like a cool anime robot world or if it's like alien and, and like space horror, and so I'm kind of scared. Because so far this world's been pretty scary. And they just kind of stare off in the distance and sigh and then start walking towards the colony. Yeah, out of character, uh, the ruins and volcano and distress signal all makes me very nervous. <laughs> also, people not posting on Nextdoor because Nextdoor never shuts the fuck up for 10 minutes, so it's not a good sign. So are you all heading into town? Oh, uh, really is for sure. Yes. yes. Okay, so you make your way into Wayland proper. The colony is only a short distance from the spaceport. It only takes a couple of minutes to walk. It isn't as eerily quiet in town. Hovering vehicles make their way through the winding streets, built around and sometimes through old ruins. Folks seem to be going about their business, though they do turn to stare at you as you walk by. It's not like a hostile stare, though. They're just not used to strangers. They don't get tourists here. You can see Rocky further along the main street, his friendly and disarming nature putting the people around him at ease. He stops to talk to someone who points him in a direction further down the street. Structures of brick and stone stand up around the ruins, apartments and shops and facilities built by the Waylanders. If it weren't for the ruined pillars and half-broken walls jutting up from the ground, this place would seem entirely unremarkable. But there is something strange that you can't quite put your finger on. The atmosphere feel seems normal, gravity seems normal, you have no trouble living here, being here, but it's like there's a strange ringing in your ears, like the faint hum of white noise tingling in the back of your head. Uh, don't like that. Can people tell that we're Lancers, or do we just like look like normal pilots? They can tell you're Lancers. Okay, we just okay. came strolling in in combat suits. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. There's like there's like normal pilots, right? Like just normal. I mean, like at least for mine, for the for personal armor, the tag is this gear offers protection in combat, but it is obvious to observers and usually can't be hidden. Nobody wears armor unless they're expecting to go into a oh. war zone. Okay, yeah, no, I see. This is the equipment tags, okay, of personal armor. Okay. Like, Rocky's wearing, like, the sort of flight suit that just, like, a normal pilot would wear. Right. And you guys are wearing, like, hard suits. Lancer suits. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so, cool. All right. I just kind of smile and wave at anyone, like, just, like, an awkward smile, just like, uh, <laughs> please don't. You see a couple of kids, like, open their mouths real wide, like, oh. <gasps> That's so cool. And like, you know, run off about their business. Uh, just real, just like looks around and points at themselves like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Me? <laughs> you are hot shit. Linda waves at the kids. She was maybe considering going over and talking to them since kids usually will tell you just like a shit ton of information, but she doesn't want to like chase down a child in her mech armor. Did she learn nothing from Sweetgrass? <laughs> I mean, those were teens. That's different than kids. So, uh, okay, so Rocky was going to, like, the tap, no, local dive, so, like, a bar, right? Yeah. He needs a place to kill time while you guys do your job. Okay, so are there any important-looking 
buildings or buildings of note. Is there like a town hall? Yeah, you can tell basically you're on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And it has like this old town industrial feel. And at the end of Main Street, there is a building that looks pretty obviously like it's a government center or a town hall. Okay. So Rill would look at you guys and like kind of shrug and just be like, uh, I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of our best bet besides just going straight where that second distress signal is at, which seems kind of dangerous. So I, uh, I think it might be best to try to talk to folks in this town. And I don't want to go to another tavern. Um, people are very friendly at those places <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I mean, they would just look at you guys just like waiting for one of you to take the lead. <laughs> I think we should probably go up there and talk to talk to the folks in charge. But uh, if we can't find them there, real, I'm very sorry. We may have to go to the tavern. Oh. But we'll we'll try not to. It's gonna be okay. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Des? Let's go see who's in charge here, and if we need to, tell them who's really in charge. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. um. You're being a little aggro, Des. Are you, like, do you want more weight? We can hit the dive first if you want. Like, I, um, you know. I'm fine. I just really want to succeed in this mission. Okay, yeah, I mean. We have a job here. Let's do it. And let's not dally. We've had, like, a three out of three record. Like, we're pretty good. So, you know, just uh, as a team, teamwork, yay. And kind of, like, wibbly-wobbly smile at Des. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Tina Belcher face. (laughs) Des will give... A fair amount of side eye oh. to Rill and say, go team. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that, uh, I don't think you meant that. Cause I, I, have a, I have a plus four on Rita's situation, so I can kind of tell that you didn't uh, mean that. <laughs> 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 um, no, yeah, Rill would follow Desi. I think they, they are feeling a little very, like, low morale, kind of, like, beaten up. Like, <laughs> just, like, Des is acting so strange, and they are just not uh, very comfortable in their uh, human body. <laughs> okay, so you're heading to the town hall? Yeah, or whatever that thing is, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's just uh, down on the opposite end of the street. When you get there, you enter into the lobby, and it's very, like, boring and sterile inside. Kind of has, like, the library feel, but without any of the charm. It, it feels like the DMV. Oh, no! <laughs> it's, it's not crowded like the DMV, though. Like, there are a couple people sitting on a bench, waiting. There's a receptionist, and she looks up when she sees the three of you enter, and she can tell that you're Lancers, and she tilts her head a little bit, looks confused, and says, oh, is is there something I can do for you? Uh, I, think I mean, Des walks up to the reception. <laughs> yeah, Rill's just, like, gonna let Des take the lead on this. A quick question before you guys continue with that conversation. What computers are here? Like, any terminals or peripherals or anything like that that are accessible? Yeah, yeah, there are a couple, like, public access terminals. Okay, that's all I want to know for now. Okay. <laughs> Des walks up to the receptionist and leans in and says, we received a distress call. What is that about? She kind of purses her lips and she says, I don't know anything about that. I'm sorry. Was there another team of Lancers, you know, like like us uh, that was here not too long ago? She presses a hand to her chest and laughs and says, I think I would remember if we had seen other Lancers. Who's in charge here? She kind of gestures at the elevator behind her, and she's like, oh, well, we have we have the council. You want to see the counselors? Yes. And she, like, flips through a day planner, and it's almost entirely empty. There aren't a lot of, like, heavy government problems happening in this small colony. And she's like, oh, well, you're in luck. Uh, we're, we're wide open right now. 
But you kind of get the impression that even if they weren't, like, you guys are Lancers and she would have found a way to get you up there. She presses a button on her desk and says, Councilman, we have a group of Lancers down here looking for an audience. And you hear a distorted voice through, like, her own radio that says, All right, send them up. And she gestures for the elevator behind her and says, that's going to be on floor three. Thank you. So here's my second question. These like terminals that for people to use like public use, are they all in wide view of the secretary or is there like a kind of a a hallway or corridor I can go down towards like kind of like a like a phone booth in like a public building? Yeah, like the building is like a rectangle and there are like hallways that turn the corners like off of the lobby. Okay, I think as they go up there, I'm just going to be like, "Uh, I'm going to use the bathroom and like walk down a hallway. Third door on your left. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Rills, I'm being normal in public voice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess it's up to you what you want to settle first, because I have schemes, but it is uh, clearly Desi and Linda have things. (laughs) Um, Let's go upstairs first and then I'll come back down to you. Okay. Okay, so Desi and Linda, are you both going up the elevator? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you take the elevator up to the third floor, and it is just kind of like a little conference room. There are four people inside just kind of like slowly doing paperwork. And this is the town council. They don't have a whole lot to do in a small town like this. All they have to do is their best. So it's two men and two women. Three of them are very clearly, you know, from this planet. Like, they do have that sort of old town colony feel to them. One of them is older, so probably one of the first people to colonize this planet. A, an older man with uh, thinning white hair. The other man and the and one of the women are younger, but they kind of have, like, the same look to them. And the fourth person, uh, the other woman, she definitely looks like she's from off-world. She's got, like, a sleek prosthetic arm, mussed-up blue hair. But other than that, she's doing the same paperwork as the rest of them. They're kind of huddling over the table. And they all look up together as you enter the conference room. I think Linda's going to take the lead on this one because she's a little worried that Desi's being... um might be a little too harsh with her approach to this one so i think she's gonna walk up and put on her normal like vaguely disarming linda thing it's like well hi there folks uh, my name is uh linda oh, sorry snow leopard and she does like little finger quotes <laughs> and she says well i'm a lancer uh and so is my friend over here disaster and um we are here to help you all out i uh i heard that there was some stuff going on tell me all about that she's hoping that she'll chill them out and they'll tell her the truth or something there's some weird stuff going on she does have the um the charm trigger okay so do you want to make a roll for me then yes this is a d20 yeah okay and since you have that trigger you can um whatever your bonus is for that trigger you just get to add that to your roll okay so i rolled a seven plus two that is a nine so you fail which in this case means they kind of look at each other and you, you can't really read the expression of the glance they exchange. But the older man says, no, no trouble. No trouble here in Wayland. Everything's on schedule. Everything's proceeding as normal. I push Linda aside, seeing that her attempts to use honey to catch a fly have failed. And Desi says, look, 
We received a distress call. We know another team of Lancers came a month ago, and now they're gone. And now there are two distress calls. And Desi's going to maybe knock some of the papers that the nearest council person is going through onto the floor. <laughs> and I'm going to roll to take control. All right. Um, that's a 17 plus 2, so 19. Okay, so these people are not really equipped to handle... They're, they're not expecting you. They shake their heads. They say, we... We haven't sent anything out. Um, have I don't know it. The older man's just kind of stammering. Like, I don't know anything. I everything here is fine. And they all repeat that after him. They say, Everything here is fine. And it seems not really rehearsed, but sort of like programmed. Can I read the situation? Yeah. Tell me what you're looking for. For read a situation, I can look for subtext, motives, or threats in a situation or person. And I can see that they're all acting a little weird. And I want to figure out if they are currently being controlled or have sort of been, had their memories tampered with. I want to figure out if there's someone pulling their strings. Okay. Is that a thing I can figure out with read a situation? Maybe. Okay. I got a nine plus two, which is 11. Yeah, so that's a pass. So it doesn't seem like there's anything controlling them. They seem to be kind of like, I guess there's kind of a medicated feel to them. They they seem kind of subdued, sort of reserved. And specifically like the questions about the distress calls and about what happened here seem to have like switched them from like small town council mode to kind of like denial mode. But they don't seem, they seem to believe what they're saying. This reminds me of like the happening when like Mark Wahlberg is in that old woman's house (laughs) and the old woman is like suspecting him and he's like, what? No, of course not. But basically what you're picking up is that they truly don't seem to know anything, but it also just doesn't seem natural. It doesn't seem like normal behavior. Desi leans into Linda and says, well, I guess threatening them won't actually get us anything. It doesn't seem like being nice is getting us anything either. They, is something weird going on? I feel like something weird is going on. This whole planet is wrong. The oldest councilman says, is there something we can help you with? Almost like that whole first conversation never happened. Oh boy. I think Linda, again, is gonna take the lead on this one and just say, Oh, I was just, you know, just, uh, we were in the neighborhood and thought we'd, uh, pop by. Is there uh, anything you could use the Lancer's help with while we're here? Just trying to see if maybe they can, like, send her down some, like, weird rabbit hole that might get them what they need. All four of them look at each other again. And they look back at you and they say... No, this is just a... Wayland's just a simple mining colony. Nothing... We don't get a lot of excitement here. In fact, your arrival's probably the most exciting thing that's happened in years. Oh, well, uh, then maybe while we're in town, we can uh, have a meal, rest a little bit. Is there a, uh, anywhere particularly fun we should go hang out? I know I saw a little, uh, little bar up the street. The woman with the prosthetic arm says, Oh yeah, I'd definitely check out Barley's. And is that is that the dive... Yeah, that is that is a dive. You would have actually seen it on your way there. The uh, the neon sign out front. It says Barley's. Yeah, Barley's the bar. Yeah. So uh, I think that um, unless Desi has anything else that uh, she wants to do in here, I think Linda's going to be on team. Let's go rendezvous with Rill and maybe head out. Desi's on that team too because this was a waste of time. Yeah, it was. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess they're just gonna 
head out. I think Linda's going to say something like, oh, thank you, folks. Sorry to waste your time about our uh, our mixed signals. But yeah, we'll go check out Barley's. Thank you so much. And they say, yeah, you just uh, let us know if there's anything else you need. We, we're always happy to uh, help out a Lancer. Desi knocks some more papers on the floor and says, I don't think you're going to be able to help us with anything. <laughs> Desi's, like, watched too many, like, cop action movies with, like... (laughs) Desi, you're a loose cannon. (laughs) The older man uh, ignores Desi and is talking to Linda. (laughs) And he says, yeah, you you just come back here if there's anything you need. I'm Councilman Desmond. Well, wonderful. Thank you all so much. And then she's gonna um, not like hug Desi, but like give her like a gentle little push on the shoulder. Like, let's go. Let's get out of here, RoboCop. (laughs) Desi shoots all the council members like, I'm looking at you like you're all on my like shit list. And like, (laughs) my shit list is long, but you just got to the fucking top of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's jump back down to Rill. Yes. So I've basically kind of strolled down this hallway to be like, yes, I am using the restroom. And instead, I'm going to take a hard left to kind of obscure the view um, and like access like a terminal, some kind of public terminal. So basically what I want to do is I want to, so I want to use this terminal and I want to, well, for one, what basic information can I get from this terminal? Is it just like a directory or like uh, I can register for my license or like, is it just kind of like that basic kind of stuff? Yeah, like you can basically register for licenses and IDs and stuff. There is a directory where you can like look up who lives where, who lives in the town. Is it relevant at all if I if I look back on nextdoor.com, if I saw like the last person who posted before that empty week, is that relevant information at all? It's a man complaining about his neighbor's dog barking too loud. Okay, <laughs> interesting. All right. So do I have like the name of this man and would I be able to pinpoint him on the directory just for like kind of like side information, not like this isn't like a lead I'm chasing down or anything. Yeah, like you basically you can match any post you find in there like to the directory and like find them on a colony map. Okay, can I find out where on the map this man is? Yeah, he just lives basically in the suburb right outside of like the main downtown area. Okay. And then what What was that distress signal? It was by like the ruins and stuff like that, right? You don't actually know where the distress signal originated. All right. So I'll just kind of keep that guy's location just like it tucked away in the back of my mind. Um, so basically what I want to do, I want to see if there's any way I can... Uh, so I have I've two skills here. I have hack or fix or I ward on the street. And it kind of dips into either of those. So I, I will leave it up to you, of course, as the GM to decide which. But basically I want to go on this terminal i want to see if i can like hack into like not like the database i'm trying to like be more specific than like oh yes i'm in but like i guess specifically i want to see what kind of like if there's any suspicious outbound or inbound activity or connections i don't know too much about sci-fi but like i guess i would be like are there any like a suspicious isp um (laughs) addresses that are (laughs) that are like going on here or um just anything that looks off i guess like anything that could indicate someone did tamper with this nextdoor.com app or just like with the the town's omninet in general so go ahead and roll and you can add yeah add your hacker fix trigger to that i got an 18 plus 2 baby okay holy shit so one thing will stand out to you right away and it is that about that time where there was kind of the the nextdoor blackout there's nothing going on 
you'll notice that like in the directory the population number of the town has increased by three okay and there are birth records and death records but nothing on that day okay so is that three count still present yes and when I pull up, like, a directory of people, uh, I would presume it'd be like, oh, there's, like, you know, 552 people or whatever on the directory. Were their names added on the directory as well? Yes. Okay, so I guess, would you let me kind of cross-reference what the directory was prior with what it is now to find the three names? Yeah, so you're basically, like, I guess finding the state of the directory like before then and after and you're kind of running a comparison yes like the Wayback machine yeah like the way back except <laughs> yeah yes right yeah. yeah i want you to roll again for this okay a two plus two <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah you don't uh you don't see anything that stands out you're going through it pretty quickly and there are like hundreds of names that's fair okay let me ask one more thing so if I can't find it through the directory, then with this map, is it like a like a population map, like a heat map that's like kind of indicates who lives where? It's kind of like if you select someone in the directory, it'll jump over to the map and like show you where they live. Okay, so there isn't like a way for me to sort of like isolate it based on the map. It's kind of a futuristic phone book. Okay, uh, I guess, could I download like the directory into... I guess, like, this data plating I have, is it kind of like a phone where I have, like, storage that I can, like, download stuff onto it and then, like, reference back to it later or not really? Yeah, you can do that. And basically, the amount of space it takes up is negligible. This is the future. You basically have, like, unlimited data storage. I'm connected to the cloud. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have moved past the data restrictions of circa year 2000 MP3 players. (laughs) They're throttling my connection. Hold on. No, so yeah, if possible, I would like to download both directories. One prior to that, and then the one after that. And then if it's, like, possible at all. I'm not trying to, like, game the system or anything, but just, like, if possible, if I could, like, reflect back on it later. Yeah, and maybe if you, like, you know, go over it with someone else, you can get, like, an assistance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just want to kind of... Because, like, I can tell that, obviously, there the number is off on this, right? Like, that, that, is, that has been made apparent to me. Yeah, that is easy to see. Okay, so, yes, I would be like fuck i'm like too distracted because i'm afraid someone's gonna walk down the hallway um so i would just download the two directories and then any news articles i guess like that's kind of what nextdoor.com is but any like officially published news articles uh, that may seem relevant in the past month yes you notice two things one is basically like road closures and like detours out around a recently erected construction site on the outskirts of town And the other is that the mines are currently closed due to a safety hazard. Okay. There are lots of people griping about that on Nextdoor because this is a mining colony. Like, if you can't go into the mines, then no one's working. This town is just West Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so I I wouldn't go into detail on those because I I just feel like I've I've already spent too much time here and I don't want to be suspicious. So I would just download the past five weeks or so of articles and then the two directories and then I would do what I can to, like, cover my trail if it's if that's possible i don't know if you want me to roll for that yeah that's easy for you okay cool yeah and then i would disconnect pretend to go to the bathroom and then like leave the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) people here aren't like suspicious of you so okay that's fair but i think real is just kind of a crazy not a crazy person but they have watched a lot of media and so they're just and also are just like a very anxious person in general so (laughs) yeah okay so are you where are you meeting up 
I guess, like, I would just go back up to the front and then, like, wave at the lady and be like, thank you. She waves back, like, enjoy your visit. Oh, I I am. And I will, ma'am. Uh, what's your name, by the way? My name is, is Rill. I, oh, sorry. Wait, no. Yeah, whatever. My name's Rill. <laughs> she said, I'm Charlotte. Nice. Nice to meet you. Uh, you have a, a wonderful day. And um, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. They would just wait out front because they're embarrassed of themselves now. <laughs> and yeah, there are like benches outside and stuff. I would see if I can find this world's equivalent of Angry Bird and play that on my uh, data plate. Yeah, there are a bunch of like <laughs> mobile games. Fuck yes. Then I, uh, I guess we're gonna come downstairs and meet up with Rill. Okay. So yeah, you guys just meet up outside of the town hall. There's like a small, wouldn't really call it a park. There's not a lot of like greenery because this isn't really like a green planet, but kind of a courtyard with benches and trash cans and stuff. Ro would kind of like look around just kind of like suspiciously and they just, they just be like, okay, uh, did you guys find out anything good from, from the big heads, head, head honchos? Just that there's something odd going on. I, I don't know about this. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean something odd? I don't know, Desi. What? What do you think? It's almost like their memories have been wiped or have been controlled at some point to block out whatever caused that distress signal. Hmm. I guess that's kind of weird because there's two distress signals, right? Well, let's assume that whatever caused the second distress signal probably also caused everyone to act weird in this town. I hope it's I hope it's not a tree. Uh, I mean, I don't. Mm, Rill would like look around and be like, mm. "There are no trees in sight." Rill would just—they'd uh, be like, uh, "Yeah." So I kind of did a little bit of of digging. Um, there is something weird going on, especially with the town directory and and I guess demographic like population list, like uh, kind of during that blackout period when and when no one was posting on nextdoor.com. Uh, all of a sudden, the count of people, the population, it went up three which and and I, I was just kind of in a hurry i couldn't really skim the directories but i do have uh, all that information downloaded i have a couple news articles uh so i don't know if you guys want to try to uh comb through that and maybe see if we can figure anything out from from there but it seems that just i don't know I, I, maybe it's unrelated i i don't know what that has to do with the distress signal but it's kind of weird that there's just you know desi immediately intensely looks at linda and is like Three new life signs all at once. Maybe we go back up to the council and convince that clearly off-world looking councilwoman to tell us the truth. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, we could look over the directory and see who it is. Like, we don't have to like ask anyone, like be be mean to them or anything. Oh, I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> oh yeah, okay then. Yes, d- be mean. That that is the um. Yeah, I don't want to be mean. I would feel better if we had a little more information so we can try and, uh, like, logic it out of her. Yes, like my detective murder mystery visual novels. <laughs> Desi's, like, clearly frustrated and impatient over this, but, like, like she's gonna acquiesce. This is, you guys are making a lot of sense as much as she'd like to go and knock some skulls together. <laughs> Linda is desperately hoping that what happened is that there were triplets, but she suspects that that is not the case and thinks that maybe they need to poke around a little bit more first and gather some information. What do you guys want? Do you want to just like hang out while I kind of look through this directory? Or um, I I also saw that like, okay, maybe this is stupid. 
I kind of think it's aliens, even though apparently there's no aliens in this world, but, like, it might be aliens, um, just because, like, at the outskirt of town, before that blackout happened of, of the of the message boards, uh, a guy's dog was, like, barking. No, that just happened in town. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, never mind. I'm, I'm, I, I forgot how to read. Uh, it was just a dog being a dog. Uh, never mind. Okay, uh, where's a mining place? Why don't we go to the tavern? Maybe we can make someone finally tell us what's going on here. Yeah, uh, I mean, Rillwood also just mentioned the mining stuff about how the mining operations were shut down. Oh, yeah, and there was that road closed. Yeah, and that also seems, like, suspicious. So those are kind of, like, the options they kind of... And I guess I guess if Desi still wants to go to the tavern, they, would be, they wouldn't be fine with that, but they'd do it. <laughs> I'd say we go to the tavern because uh, we'll be able to find out why the mining stopped and maybe find out who these three strangers are. Yeah, is it okay if I wait outside? I don't really want to go into a tavern. Wait, hold on. Desi stops in her tracks. Could the three new signals, could the three new life signs be the lan- the other Lancer team? Would that have matched up with the dates of everything? The first distress call was a month ago. Uh-huh. The second distress call was three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the second distress call was presumably from the other Lancer team. Okay. So short answer is yes. Okay. Uh, then yes, I would relay this information and just be like, I mean, it could be a possibility, yeah. I'd say we go to the tavern and we make someone talk. Uh, I mean, like by buying them a drink or like... We will make someone talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Real looks very nervous and just kind of slumps after. I love how you guys keep calling it a tavern, like it's this medieval bar. Yes. <laughs> If we're role playing, it's a tavern. <laughs> if you're role playing, it doesn't matter what time period it is. It's just like a Johnny Rockets that like is like a hamburger place, but it's like fifties themed, and so it's like here's Barley's. The ta- the, it's like a dive bar, but actually it's like a medieval tavern with bar wenches and whatnot. <laughs> it's a it's a rainforest cafe. Now that you've said that, I think it is a Johnny Rockets. Basically. Nice. <laughs> Would that be like the medieval times for the Lancer world? Because like (laughs) the waiters are on roller skates and oh my gosh, that's so funny. No, it's it's not that like a. It's not literally a Johnny Rocket. It's not that coherent. Basically, it's just kind of like a a burger, a beer and burger joint. Okay. Mm. Barley's does not have a theme. Barley's theme is bar and bar food. Well, if Rill doesn't have to drink, then Rill will go in because they want a milkshake, so... You can probably get milkshakes. Fuck yes. Okay, Rill, Rill will go in and get a milkshake. <laughs> so, um, I think Linda's going to go up to the bar and order something unassuming. Um, normally she'd be like, margarita, but she probably goes and orders like a light <laughs> beer or something because she wants to like fit in with the miners. And beer is what like like normal people drink. Do normal people not drink margaritas? <laughs> I mean, they might, but like, she doesn't know for sure that uh, they have margaritas in space. And um, I mean, we're all in space. Well, <laughs> and uh, and she's like looking around and seeing more beers than margaritas, so she's gonna try and fit in with the crowd. So yeah, like the bar just smells like beer and peanuts, and you can see Rocky. Rocky's already here. He's sitting at a corner table with his feet up, uh, just sort of vibing. And when you go in, like, the tone above the door chimes, and everyone just looks at you for a second before getting back to business. 
The bartender who comes to help you is a slender and very pale woman with long pink hair. She has like a, um, kind of like what Rill has, the, uh, face computer. Face computer? A Google Glass? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She basically has like the Google Glass and it's clearly like, there's clearly like a neural implant, um... Can we call it a face pewter? Yeah. <laughs> there, there's clearly like a neural component to it. It, it looks very like state of the art, top of the line. Does that look out of place for this town? Yes. Huh. Interesting. Now I'm worried that uh, this is Ziva and not Linda saying this. I'm worried that like the Lancers got assimilated into this weird, creepy town. Actually, we're playing Monster of the Week again. No! <laughs> the monster is the Borg. Fuck you. <laughs> Okay, so after Linda orders her drink, I think she wants to maybe see if she's going to ask the bartender if there's any, like, good gossip going around. She wants to do a word on the street. Uh, The bartender shrugs a shoulder, thinks about it, says, Well, you know, this is a quiet colony. Not much happens. You know, the mine being out is pretty much the biggest news. So many people, uh... So many people depend on that mine, and they say it's some sort of gas leak. I'm sure it'll get cleared up sooner or later. Oh, uh, that's a surprise, a mining town like this with a gas leak in the mine. How's everyone How's everyone coping? When, uh, when did that happen? She seems like she has to think about it, which, if it's the only thing that's happened, it's the only thing that's going on, she shouldn't have to think about it that long. She says, just a few weeks ago, mine's been closed just a few weeks. They're saying it should be reopened any day now. Does that match the timestamps on the news, the news articles I downloaded? Yes. Okay. Because I'm probably just following Linda because I'm, I'm like... You're keeping track of the timeline. Yes. Well, also, yeah. like, you know, Rill doesn't want to be left alone right now. They just feel very uh, overwhelmed. <laughs> so they're just baby tiefling following after Linda. <laughs> Desi saunters up to the bar, having overheard this, and leans into the bartender and says... Get me a shot of whiskey. And while you're at it, tell me the first thing you remember on this planet. So as she's been talking to you, she's been preparing your drinks. She's been getting uh, Linda's beer. She's been mixing Rail's milkshake. And she starts to pour Desi that shot. And when Desi asks that question, she sort of stops in her tracks. She freezes. She furrows her brow and she has to really stop and think about it. And she says... Wayland's my home. I've always been here. Um, would you happen to remember, like, the moment you were born? <laughs> Do you remember the moment you were born? Uh, um, I try not to. <laughs> so, uh, this is the, the bartender lady with, like, the, with the, the face cuter and the, yeah. Okay, uh, you've never left? It just kind of seems like the tech you have uh, seems a little um, beyond what this town can manage, so I imagine you must have gone off-world at one point to uh, get that implemented. And so she reaches up to her face, and she touches it like it's unfamiliar. And she puts her hand down, and she finishes pouring that shot and pushes it over to Desi and says, No, I've always been here. So when did you get that data plating? You know, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Desi takes the shot, grabs her pistol from her side, and pulls it up right in the face of the bar. What the fuck? <laughs> Desi, please don't know. I just want her to stay put while... Okay, so you do that, and 
almost as if acting by instinct, the bartender reaches out and grabs your wrist. I'm still pointing the gun in her face though, right? She moves it off to the side. It was a very fast reaction and a very like trained reaction. Okay, we're going here. I'm going right into assault. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Desi, please. My plan here is to, especially since I'm the one wearing the assault hard suit, so I have presumably a lot more mass and a lot more strength than her, I just want to pin her to the ground. Okay, roll. It is a nine plus my two, so it's an 11. All right, she goes down because you do have a lot more mass than her, but she takes the fall like someone who knows how to take a fall. But do I have her pinned to the floor Yeah, now? you have her pinned. You've like launched yourself over the bar and you're both like behind the bar now on the ground. And everyone else in the bar has like stopped and is watching this. Once Desi has the bartender secure, she looks at Rill. Rill, hack into her computer and figure out what's going on. Uh, I don't really want to do that. Like, that seems like not cool. Um, I, is it okay if I, no, I can't even ask. That's just like an inappropriate thing to ask a stranger. Um, I, mm. You are saving her. There is something clearly controlling her. We need to figure out what it is. Get off of me. I can't, I can't. Yeah, please get no. off of her, please. Not until you tell us what you're doing here, Lancer Pilot. I work here. You do not. Linda. I think at this point, Linda's just like so uncomfortable. This is not the way she operates at all. So I think she's half torn between being like, real, please do it. And half torn between being like, that's a really good idea, Desi. Let's go ahead um, and maybe do it like nicer than like holding her down to the ground, though. And uh, a third half, I guess, is uh, like trying to distract everyone in the bar. So I, um, I guess what she's gonna do is give Rill a little bit of a like, probably do it because the sooner you do it, the sooner we can get out of here. And like a like a gentle like look, but it's definitely like, please let's do it. Um, And then I think Linda's going to put on her best, like, tough face and put her hands on her hips and say something like, this is official Lancer business, folks. Nothing to see here. No one is, like, everyone's watching, but, like, no one is moving to intervene because you guys are Lancers. And that means you are, like, hot shit serious business. Would Rill be able to, like, not, well, yeah, telepathically, like, ask Zen of her opinion as well? Uh, As they, as they are walking back around the counter they're just kind of like zen is this what i should be doing i feel like i kind of need uh like zen can't hear desi zen doesn't know the plan oh couldn't i like tell zen what's going on yeah <laughs> yeah okay then yeah uh as 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 they're walking around the counter they'd be like uh zen i don't really know what to do uh des just tackled this bartender to the ground and is telling me to uh, uh probe her mind without her permission which i'm kind of uncomfortable with and i think linda's kind of uncomfortable with it uh so i kind of just need someone who's uh, t- detached from the situation to tell me whether i should do this or not because i'm scared and um uh. zen actually laughs and she's like i didn't know uh i didn't know dizzy had it in her <laughs> i mean yeah if that's how you're gonna get the information then that's how you're gonna get the information what okay uh so real would just like Walk over, smile, like, very broken smile, kneel down, and look at the person, the, the woman, be like, I am, I am so sorry. 
and then I guess they would try to like probe her mind with with the data plate. I guess through the data plate. Yeah. So you're basically hacking her her face computer. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna need a roll for that, and you can add an appropriate trigger. Okay. Probably hack or fix. And this is going to be risky. Okay, what does that mean again? Risky is if you get above a 10, you still succeed, but uh, with a downside. And if you get above a 20, then you just succeed. But because basically, like, you're basically connecting, like, two computers that are interfaced with your brains. And so there is a bit of risk associated with that. Real doesn't like this plan at all, but they will cave to peer pressure because they are i was gonna say sad child but they're not they're like 21 they just uh <laughs> they're a doormat they're a sad adult <laughs> they are an incredibly sad adult i got a 14 plus 6 or sorry 14 plus 2 14 plus 2 oh so damn 16. i was gonna say all right so 16 you don't really know what you're looking for but as you sort of connect those uplinks you are flooded with images These images are, some of them are data logs, some of them are photos. None of these photos are from this planet. You see her and two other people, a man and a woman, taking selfies in front of mechs, in front of Lancer mechs. You see them like off on distant planets, on greener planets, on icy planets. And you're really just getting fragments. You get something that sounds like it could be that distress call, but it's fragmented. You can't make out the words. You can't make out the details. And as you do this, she seems to get those images too. And she is confused. She stops struggling. And it seems like she just has to process what she's seeing. Is it possible for me to like download these images as I'm kind of... um processing them i guess yeah just so i keep them for reference okay cool i would look at desi and i would be like i i think you can let her go now um i i got what we needed uh it it actually might be a good idea to take her with us she gets up she puts her hands on the bar and she's like i i don't know what just happened i don't remember any of this could we talk to you like in the back or something you know uh maybe uh help you parse out some of these thoughts yeah i think that would be for the best okay yeah yeah is there is there you know uh, a, another person on shift to, to so people can still get their milkshakes and and whiskeys and and whatnot they they can wait oh okay uh sorry you, you guys can wait <laughs> and she'll like lead you around like into the back room and she still seems to be kind of dazed it's kind of funny because i don't think real wants to like <laughs> really uh lead this conversation but i guess they kind of have to because they're the only one that actually saw what they saw desi gives real an encouraging nod like desi's proud of real real is not proud of themselves <laughs> they would look at uh linda and desi and just be like uh yeah i guess i've kind of uncovered some memories but it doesn't seem like uh and then they would look at the the woman and be like uh you don't remember any of this stuff like it's not she says that's definitely me in those images and the woman that's that's councilwoman hex and the man that's jackdaw over in security i know them but she turns to rail and says whatever you did i need you to do it again 
um, yeah, okay. I mean, I already did it, but now you're giving me permission, so I I feel less bad about doing it this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess Ro would like steer them, steer her over to like, just so they're like sitting down somewhere and not like standing, and ideally, and then just the uh, yeah, they they would do the same thing they did did before. Okay, so yeah, I want you to roll again, and you can use that hack trigger, but. Since she's not fighting you this time, um, mm-hmm. since she's like actively wanting this to happen, you're going to get a point of accuracy. Nice. That's a d6, right? Yep. So that means you're going to roll a d6 with your d20 and add them together. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, a 2 plus 3 plus 2. <laughs> so a 7. <laughs> a 7. Wow. I think, I think real... Even though they got permission this time, I think they've been like... They're a little scattered. Yeah, they're kind of shaken up just by, like, the whole thing that's going on. So, this time, real when you try to, like, connect your brain computer to her brain computer, it's like the connection just isn't made. And she cries out and, like, slaps her hand her forehead, and she's just like, I don't... It's so fuzzy. I don't remember. I don't remember. And she's getting more and more distressed. Uh, I mean, it, it's, um, do we have any ginger snaps we can give her? Uh, I mean, I could just show you, can I, uh, I could just, like, upload the stuff that, uh, I saw the first time. Well, maybe that would help? I, I, yes. I don't know. Uh, I mean, okay, let me, um, Linda, can you give her ginger snap, please? Yeah, Linda, uh, like, pulls a crate over and, like, sets it down and gives a little pat. And it's like, go ahead and sit down and gives the bartender a ginger snap to try and, like, put her a little more at ease. Maybe, like, being comfy will help help the whole thing work a little bit better. Yeah, so she sits down and she's, like, holding her head in her hands. I guess Ro would, like, I don't know if they need to connect to her again or if they can just, like, like Samsung beam it into her face computer or so you can like upload it onto like the tablets that uh rocky gave you okay yeah i just do that uh so i can show her like all the mem i guess memories or photos or whatever that that i yeah i mean i upload whatever i can and there's still that like garbled message it's it has the like feel of a distress call but you really can't make out any of the words do i have audacity on my face computer to uh slow down and ungarble this message (laughs) yeah i don't think you have anything that advanced damn it but so you you bring up this image on the tablet and linda and desi you do recognize in these images the councilwoman with the uh, prosthetic arm is also in these photos I knew she knew something. I think it's clear that none of them really know anything. (laughs) Everyone knows something if you push hard. Uh... (laughs) So the bartender is just like, you can tell she's thinking really hard. She's trying to remember, but it's like, it's like there's something blocking her from figuring it out. Hmm. She's like pounding on her head with her, um, with like the, the ball of her hand. Like, I don't know what happened here yeah i guess that's kind of what we're trying to figure out too and so she starts flipping through these photos and she stops at one and it's her and those two others they're out of their mechs and they seem to be underground and she says i think this is the mine but i've never been in the mine i don't remember being in the mine Did you guys take a selfie in the mine? It's not really a selfie so much as, like, a memory. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so you kind of see it in like a first person view where you can just see like her mech arms. Uh, I mean, if you remember that it's the mine, then I mean, you must have been at the mine at, at one point, even if you can't. I must have, but none of this makes any sense. Yeah, uh, I, I'm about at the same place that you are. None of this really makes sense, but um, uh, Ro will look at Desi and Linda and just shrug and be like, I, I guess we're going to the mines. We should probably go get in our mechs, and then I think we'd better head down there. I I suspect there might be some answers, but that we might not like I think there's shenanigans. Yes, I absolutely agree. Shenanigans are a foot of some kind. Well, let's go down there and put our foot down on shenanigans. Um, okay. Yeah, you know what? I was gonna be like, maybe not so aggressively, but actually, you know, whatever's down there, you can probably be as aggressive as you want with it. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's go get our mechs and and beat up some shenanigans. Are, are you gonna be okay? Are you and your friends gonna be, you know, okay? I don't know. You might wanna get them and just kind of have a, you know, like a like a talk, just to kind of let them know, you know, what's up. It, it might be a good. I, you know, but I'm not gonna make you. Um, you know, sorry, never mind. It's a stupid idea. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. She <laughs> nods slowly, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I'll find them." And can I keep this? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, okay, bye. And Rail's just like walking off. Just <laughs> so right before they leave, Linda's gonna give the bartender a nod, like it'll be okay, and she's gonna make a mental note that she doesn't want to leave without checking in with them and making sure that they didn't just like disturb this group of people without actually resolving the issue. So as usual, Linda wants to take care of everybody. I mean, that's what Zen's there for. Zen can just remind Linda, be like little little ringtone alarm, be like, hey, Linda, remember that thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So Linda pats herself down to look for a phone and she's not totally sure what to do. And she just kind of like shouts into the air, uh, computer Zen, can you can you remind me? of that computer zen um basically little little tiny holographic zen pops up from the uh the like tablet your tablet not um because real real gave their tablet to the bartender but you still have your tablet and computer zen pops up out of that and it's like reminder set oh good you're in there thanks computer zen you are welcome what about regular zen (laughs) thank you regular zen too but she's not in here (laughs) She can still hear you. <laughs> Hi, Zen. Hi, Linda. Fucking useless lizard. <laughs> <laughs> that was Baffy, not real. <laughs> I feel like someone has tail in me right now. All right, so. Desi reholsters her pistol finally. <laughs> just now. She has had it out the entire time. Was she just like pointing at the bartender? She was just admiring it, its craftsmanship. Just, I, just have it in I handy, see. just in case. That is a well-known gun safety tactic. Just have your gun out all the time. Constantly pointed at things. It's fine. As long as it's not pointed at yourself, <laughs> it's safe. I mean, like, not for other people, but for you. <laughs> so Desi finally puts her gun away and in a huff, like, walks out and doesn't even give the bartender a look. Desi couldn't care less. So I guess we should uh, talk to our pilot about lugging our stuff out, or can we do that ourselves? It'll be easier if he, like, has the shuttle unload your mechs automatically. Okay. Maybe that's what Desi does. Desi walks up to the pilot, who I guess is still in the bar drinking, right? Yeah, he's just vibing. Okay. Desi's not going to care about doing a vibe check. Desi's going to ruin his vibe and just say, 
we need our mechs now. That doesn't ruin his his vibe. He's he's very easygoing. He gives you a thumbs up and he's like, all right, sure thing. Desi loves that. Desi loves someone who just follows instructions. He puts his drink down. He um taps on a basically like a watch on his wrist and that does the uh the credit transfer for his drinks like pays automatically and he gets up and heads for the shuttle you said that desi loves someone who can follow instructions but wasn't that not desi before this mission desi ain't right (laughs) (laughs) someone ain't right with that girl (laughs) can we make another king of the hill joke on this podcast Desi is not okay, Hal. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time you get back to the shuttle, Rocky's already basically gotten your mechs unloaded. All right. Uh, Linda is going to walk over to Arctic Fox. And Arctic Fox is a size one, so big, but not huge. So I think she's going to go up on her tippy toes and like use her sleeve to shine whatever part of the Garfield painting (laughs) on there she can. And uh, then she's going to saddle up. All right. Yeah, I mean, Real just gets in the robot, so. Real gets in the robot. Get in the fucking robot. (laughs) And Real will remember from, like, that directory early on where the mines are, which you're already on the outskirts of the town in the spaceport. And basically, the mines are just a little further along the edge of the town. In your mechs, it'll really only take you, like, 10, 15 minutes to get there. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just lead the others to the mines, I guess. This time you do have, like, the HUD, the heads-up map with the uh, the arrow pointing you in the right direction. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just video games in here. Yay. This is the kind of map that you can follow. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, Desi, how big is your mech? Mine's a size two. Oh, damn. Oh, Ooh. shit. All right. A big girl. Got a big robot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also built up my standard frame if I have to belittle myself to use that. But No, no, you'll be fine. These are big, scary alien mines. So when you get there, the mines are strangely abandoned. Well, it would seem strangely abandoned for a mining colony, but you already know from the articles you've read that... The mine is currently closed for some sort of safety hazard, gas leak, what have you. As you approach, as you enter into the first cavern, you feel two things. First, that white noise, that humming in the back of your mind that you've felt since arriving here is definitely a bit more present, like it's pressing on the back of your skull. And second, you feel that very familiar feeling of an anomaly. Mm, Someone left the TV on in this cave, and I don't like it. I'm not a big fan at all. There's something going on down here, so we're on the right track. Good job, team. Yay. So the mine is pretty straightforward. Uh, Just one long shaft. It is dug out wide enough that all of your mechs can easily walk through because it is the primary source of income on this planet. So there's lots of like machinery that's usually going through here that isn't right now. And at first it just seems like a normal mine. It's sort of a steady, small slope, a small incline further down into the planet. And then abruptly, the mine splits. 
there is a shaft that keeps going down on that steady, slow slope. But also off to your left is another shaft that is much steeper and goes down much straighter. It's not like if you jump into it, you'll fall, but it's definitely a deep slope, which is not a slope that is typical of this sort of mine. It wouldn't be good, easy, or natural for most of the equipment built to carry ore in and out. There's no way for me to like match up what I'm seeing in this mine right now with what the bartender's uh, memory showed me. Would there? Would there be a way to do that? Yeah, you can make a roll. Do you have any sort of trigger that might help you with that? Uh, let me take a look. So I have word on the street, hacker fix, patch, and read a situation. Read a situation would probably be good for this. Okay. Uh, a 10 plus 4. Okay, so you do remember from the images you saw, there is a very distinct feature of this mine, particularly the shaft that goes down more steeply. And it's pieces of a strange metal, kind of arranged like support beams. And it seems to be the same sort of unknown metal that the ruins on the surface is made of. It's distinct enough that you can recognize that this is the way that the bartender had gone. So when you say strange metal, it's strange because it matches the ruins or and it's a kind of like a mysterious metal or is there something else that makes it uh, come off as strange? It comes off as strange because you don't know what it is. Your display and also Robot Zen can usually tell you the makeup of things, mm-hmm. but this metal is completely unidentified. Okay. It's also impenetrable to scans. Uh, are you guys seeing like this weird uh, alien tinfoil? Yes. Should I shoot it? Uh, I don't think we should shoot it. Like, it seems kind of weird. Um, and. Like, Maybe later. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't think we should shoot anything weird inside a mine. But uh, maybe, maybe that's just me. And then Rill would just keep going. You can tell that they are. Um, their senses are a little frayed. <laughs> so where are you going? Uh, We're going down the deep shaft. Yeah, the deep shaft. So you walk down the deep shaft, and you definitely just feel that anomaly feeling as you keep going, and it goes deeper and deeper. You're not sure how deep. There's enough of this unknown metal around that it is messing with your sensors a little bit, and you can't really tell how far down you've gone. And you walk down for five minutes, for ten minutes, and then you come to a wall. It's thick, it's impenetrable to your scans, and it seems to be made of a concrete mixture, made with that same unknown metal. And it's been dug straight through. Hi, are you a fan of the Persona video games? What about post-apocalyptic worlds with desperate people drawn together for a common good? How about all the drama and excitement and heartbreak that happens in college? If you like the sound of any of these things, you'll like Memento Mori, a TTRPG podcast based loosely on the Persona universe. We've got some big stories to tell, with plenty of humor thrown in the mix. So come join Nat, Dante, Eli, and House as they balance on the thin line between the mysterious dream world that lurks below their college campus and the real lives they're desperately trying to build. I'll see you there! 
The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Kite, and Siva. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Eternity Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.